everyone. Welcome back to the Will Be Right podcast. This is Sarah. And this is Hannah. We are so excited to be back with you today. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. I'm, I, whenever I edit the yeah. podcast, I think it is so funny that we either go like the AI route where it's like, this is Sarah, this is Hannah, <laughs> or it's like a jingle. Yeah. I, I reckon though, to be honest, we leave the jingle writing to Jared. He did a good job. He did a great job. Well, my dad recently said it was his favorite part about the podcast. Oh, so yeah. The music, not even us talking. Nah. <gasps> I think he was joking, but uh, I hope he was. If you're listening, dad. <clears throat> A retraction, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it is a really good jingle. We deserve an apology. <laughs> Snaps to Jared. Apology to us. <laughs> Obsessed. Um, Hannah, how was your week? Oh, my week was all right. Another kind of tough week. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, and I'm pretty sure I think this was my redemption arc from last week, was the cat. Yeah. And it's still there. She's still the sweetest thing in the world. Although, I will say, um, last night, she, like, she didn't break skin but she bit me in the foot because I was taking too long to get ready for bed and she likes to be in bed okay. all together and she was a little bit mad that I was taking too long okay um doing my face oh wash. oh just doing your skincare routine yeah she was like get out of it oh I mean to be honest it was a lot longer than I normally took because I was half doing that and half um making a post yeah for, okay for the podcast oh hilarious uh, come on Coco yeah I have obligations outside of you she's You're... like you do not <laughs> You shouldn't. Wow, sassy. I know. Yeah. And then today, she bit me in the hand real soft again. Okay. Not breaking skin. Um, because I pet her in the morning and she was trying to sleep. Oh, no. She was literally right next to me. I pet her a little bit and she was like, no, no, no. But yeah. honestly, that I feel. I feel that deep yeah. in my bones. I understand that one too. If I told Jared that I, this must be how he feels in the morning... And he was like, you've never bit me, but uh, it, it, it's pretty similar other than that. Yeah, okay. I get upset if Jeremy does not wake me up in the morning. Oh. So, like, especially if he's leaving the house, and I get really upset if he, like, doesn't wake me up to say goodbye. Oh, Jared does say goodbye. Okay. And then it's pretty much this. One time, right. okay. I have a clear memory of one time going, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a morning person. And neither is Coco, apparently. She's not a morning person mm -hmm. or a morning cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that has been, again, highlight of my week. Love. She's the sweetest. I love that for Coco. I hate that for you. Yeah. You know, I'm really sorry that you've had a rough week. That's okay. We, um, um yeah, Tuesday was, was really awful. And oh, then hard. I got this, this text message from my friend, Sarah, saying, uh -huh. Hannah, I lost something outside your house. And I was like, oh, I gotta look for it. I was like, wait, Jared, have you seen this thing? And I was like, <laughs> I haven't seen this thing. So I was like, I really think, I really think I left it outside. I was like, okay, well, I step outside and there was this lovely pot and pot plant. It was so sweet. I was shocked and also a little confused because I was like, I just want to make sure you didn't also leave <laughs> your car outside. Um, but yes, that that was my people-based highlight of the week. Oh, so thank good. you so much, Sarah. That's okay. That was so lovely. That's okay. A little, little um, train of train of hearts? What is that called? Yeah, string of hearts. String of hearts. Yeah. Just to show you that we love you. So sweet. <laughs> I'm determined to keep it alive. My track record with succulents is poor. That one is really, really easy. Okay. 
you know, most succulents are really, really easy. But I'll show you mine. And yeah, I'll... I've seen yours. It looks so good. Yeah, thank you. It is. It's on the down slope right now because it's not. It's like meant to be hanging, and mine's not currently hanging. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's like supposed to like swoop down. But okay. I'll show you how to take care of it. It's very easy. Sounds good. My issue is that I I overlove. It's yeah. So I gotta just neglect my plants a little bit more. Yeah, it loves by being neglected. That's true. That's I'll how love it from afar, baby. No. But it is so cute, and it makes me smile every time I see it. So. Oh, good. That, that was has, the point. That was been lovely. I'm sorry yeah. that you had a bad week, though. That's okay. I got lots of, you know, lots of people love, lots yeah. of kitty love, lots love of it. plant love. Yeah, we'll get through it. Oh, good. How's your week going? Um, yeah, it was a good week. Mm-hmm. Except, this you already know what happened, but I'm gonna share it with the world. Oh no. Okay, so I had a wedding on Wednesday, which really random day of the week, but it went well. Yeah. On Thursday, I couldn't find my wedding rings anywhere. Yeah. And do you usually not wear your wedding rings to shoot weddings? No, 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 I do. Oh, okay. That's actually a place that I like. I mean, I don't like to leave the house without them, but for weddings specifically, because I tend to get hit on a lot at weddings, oh. I love wearing my wedding rings because I'm like, back off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, weird place, but I do get hit on a lot at weddings. Oh. I get a lot of questions like, do you want to stay for a drink or like come on and hit us a dance air, floor? People I know. are feeling it. I know it's hilarious, but um, I always politely say no, thank you. I don't think my husband would like that very much. Yeah, that's actually what I say. I'm like, oh, I think my husband would get jealous, huh? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, whatever. Anyways, I, I specifically wear my my rings. Okay. Um, at weddings, but also my hands like fluctuate a lot, like mm. my size of hands, so they get swollen quite a lot and yeah. quite easily. And at this particular wedding, I was running around a lot, and I noticed that my hands were swelling. Now, this is what I remembered the next day when I couldn't find my wedding rings. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I wouldn't have taken them off. Like, if I did take them off, I would have put them on my keychain. That's always what oh, I do yeah. when I'm out and about. I put them on my keychain. clever. Which is a carabiner, and it, like, screws mm-hmm. on. So they're not coming off. They're on my keychain. Um, But I was, like, really – on Thursday, I, like, could not find them. And then I was in my head. I was like, no, I really – I would not have – take them off the wedding. I would have kept them on through the reception. So I worked from home all Thursday. Didn't really think, honestly, I didn't really think about it very mm-hmm. much because I was like, they must be in the house anyways. Third, Friday comes around and I still couldn't find them. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, okay. Saturday comes around, I couldn't find them. And this is where I started to like panic yeah. and like actually downward spiral. And I was freaking out. And I, like, had just, honestly, I flipped the entire house upside down. You can look in any, like, our spice drawer and our cutlery (laughs) drawer. They're, like, they're completely organized and cleaned out because I was going through everything. Literally being, like, because I don't, the only times I don't wear them, I don't wear them when I'm doing the dishes. Yeah. I don't wear them when I'm showering. And I don't wear them to sleep. But any other time, I'm wearing them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have jars around the house yep. that I put my rings in when I don't – or when I'm doing those activities yep. that I put them in. And they weren't in any of those jars. And so I was like, they must have fallen off somewhere. So I was – I've reorganized every single clothing drawer that I have. I've reorganized my side dresser, like my side table drawers. Everything, Hannah. I've reorganized everything because I'm like, they must have fallen in one of these places. Right. Anyways, long story short, I spiraled. I then booked a tattoo appointment to get my wedding rings. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Sarah said, listen, I've reorganized the spice drawer. Next step, tattoo. <laughs> I even paid the deposit. <laughs> I not. This I did not know. <laughs> I booked a tattoo appointment last night. 
Um, because I still couldn't, I couldn't find them last night. So I bought, I booked a tattoo appointment and you went, so right before I paid the deposit, Jeremy goes, <laughs> Jeremy goes, wait a second, you just booked a tattoo appointment without me? And I said, oh, well, let me ask if you can also join the session. <laughs> so not only, oh, is he going to get one too? We are now both getting <laughs> our wedding bands tattooed. <laughs> Sarah said, I lost my rings once, once and enough, we're doing it. Yeah, seriously. Where did she go? I know, isn't that so funny? We've been meaning to get, like, matching tattoos for a long time, but um, for those who are unaware, in the States, you have to, if you're applying for any visa in the States, or any permanent visa in the States, you have to declare if you have any tattoos, and it's actually a bit of paperwork to go back and re-say that you've gotten the tattoo so when we were applying for jeremy's green card we were just like oh we just won't get a tattoo like we won't get any tattoos Mm. until it's gone through or not gone through and now that that's not gone through and we're it's like off to the side we're like oh well now we can't get now he can get tattoos and anyway so i've paid the deposit (laughs) i know we're both getting matching tattoos um by the time this episode drops I think we're getting it, like, that week. Ooh! I know, so <laughs> I might have a picture of my tattoos. <laughs> um, but then, this morning, I sat down to eat my breakfast, and I moved something on the kitchen table, and our kitchen table has, a like, a slit down the middle, mm. where it's, like, two pieces of wood put together, but there's, like, a tiny crack. Yeah. Inside the crack were my two rings just hanging out there, dangling right in the middle of they them. They were just watching you rearrange the spice cabinet. I know. <laughs> they were taunting me. But, Hannah, I could have, I don't know if you've ever done this where you've yeah. lost something and found it, and then you're like, I feel so stupid. It was right like there. I could have sworn I looked in here. I knew that I looked there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I reckon sometimes you're so panicked or stressed that you look and it's like, oh, it's not here. Like, you're yeah. almost expecting it. To, once you've spiraled. Yeah. That happens to me when I've lost something okay. and I've spiraled. I'm looking and I'm like not even looking anymore. I'm like physically there. Yeah. Yeah. But I have lost the ability to actually see anything. Yes. Cuz I'm just so highly stressed out and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Well, you've got them back. That's I, the only reason I was laughing. I do have them back There's now. There's a happy ending to this. Story. There was. I know, but it's not so funny. I've literally already paid the deposit, which is like that's fine. We've wanted we've wanted these is tattoos this the anyways. Person but... that you were gonna go to. It, weren't you guys gonna get a tattoo a while ago and you like looked at somebody specific? Yeah, same person. Okay, good. So you hadn't. You weren't just like tattoo artist near me. Google reviews. No, no, zero. no, 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 no. The person that I'm going to, um. A, I was recommended by a friend who okay. has a sleeve by oh, yeah. this person, um, and I really, really like her sleeve, um, and so she recommended this person, and then somebody else I met also has tattoos by this person, so I feel, like, very, like, comfortable and good about, and I, like, have done my research yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. particular person, so I'm, so yeah. it wasn't, like, a, a total spiral booking, but. No, it was not totally, but, like, low-key it was. Yeah. Ooh, well, that's a drama day, but I'm so glad it has a happy ending. All right, well, jumping straight in, Hannah, what is your culture quirk this week? All right, I'm very excited to talk about my culture quirk because this is something that I feel personally very passionately about. Okay, great. Um, it is ice in drinks. Okay. So Americans as a whole tend to have ice in their drinks. Yes. Kind of whenever. So this is something that Jared noticed right off the bat and was really horrified by because Minnesota, we've we've discussed previously, gets really cold. Yes. And the coldest I've ever been in Minnesota was minus 40 without, I think that was without wind chill. 
Wow, okay. And that is um, Celsius or and Fahrenheit. Yeah, for, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, oh, that, when I bring funny. that up, people are like, is that Fahrenheit or Celsius? And I'm like, both. both. And that's funny. Like, horrified. Um, and it's also terrible. So it it's is. the coldest I've ever been there. It's not generally that cold in the Twin Cities, but it does get very cold. Sure. Even when it is that cold... It's not uncommon to get ice in your drinks at a restaurant. Yeah. Just automatically. Yeah. And then if you go over to someone's house and you ask for a glass of water, it's not uncommon for, for them, them to ask if you want ice. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. It's the default to have ice is yes. the default. Yes. Jared was genuinely horrified because okay. he thought, listen, it's cold. You, It's not like he's drinking hot water, but he, he's not looking to make the water even colder. Sure. Sure. Where I would... I. My kind of default preference would be cold water. Yeah. Usually in the States, that's cold with, with ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was really shocked by that. And then what I noticed here is it's it's not common almost at all to have ice in your water. Mm. Not even in, in summer, I feel like it doesn't happen very often. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, in people, like at people's houses. Yeah. You don't, people don't put ice. Unless you specifically ask for ice. Yeah. But, and then you get yeah. a weird look. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in the wintertime, don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, but here, there are these, like, water jugs that people have at their house, and they put it in their fridge, and that's how they cool their water. Yeah. So I have found that to be really a really interesting difference. I love yeah. these water jugs because I, like, bring one to my desk when I'm working from home. Oh, just, yeah. Like, love it. I do as well. Keep going. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I feel very, very snazzy. It just mm. feels like a really snazzy thing to have, like, chilled water. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not like they don't drink cold water. It's just, it's pre-chilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you haven't pre-chilled your water, ice. You have no, you, yeah. But yeah. ice isn't isn't that popular, so. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, actually, now that I'm, like, actively thinking about it, mm. I don't know very many people that even have, in the States, like, water jugs in their refrigerator. Yeah. My grandparents did. They had the one that, would, that was, like, had the white top and it would, like, filter your water. Brita's. I think yeah, yeah, those are semi-common, like water filtration things happens if somebody has a jug of water, it's, it's a brit- filtered water. Yeah, it's filtered water. And it's really not there to stay cold. It's more there to to filter their water. Yeah. yeah. I also am thinking, Hannah, have you seen many fridges here in Australia that have the instant water on the like No on the door? Which is so common in the States. So like, common. I reckon any new fridge. Yeah. Kind of the default would be getting a new fridge with so you where you would like stick your your cup in there yeah. and it would pour out water and then there would be another one for ice. Ice. Yeah. 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 I think that's I, pretty standard. That's standard in the States. Yeah. I have not seen one here. I haven't either. We've only had one of those once in our house mm. and then it broke. And then we did get a, we got a hand-me-down refrigerator from my grandparents mm. that's currently in the house. In and the States. In the States. And it does not have one. Yeah. But it's a really huge refrigerator, oh. which is nice. Yeah. Because we've got a lot of kids up in that house. A lot of people feed. Yeah. Yeah. But that one does not have it. But even then, like, we would always have ice in our house. Always. Yes. We are constantly filling the ice bucket in the fridge. Mm. Or in the freezer, sorry. Yeah. Not here. We just have, like, a few ice cube trays that you get one or two out if you need them. Same. Yeah. Really, really interesting Mm. that you've pointed that out. Yeah. So... I'll tell you what, if you're not keen on getting cold water when you're visiting the States, yeah. just, just ask for no ice. Ask for no ice. You, ice. Yeah, yeah. Ask specifically for no ice because it will come with. Yeah. Especially in a restaurant. A, it's an interesting difference. And it's kind of something with the iced coffee, yeah. along the iced coffee, you know, topic. Yeah. It's just that I, I would have figured that 
here because it gets so hot. Yeah. That ice would be a default. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. Not okay. Thing. Yeah. Very What's culture quirk for the week? Um, my culture quirk this week has to do with the changing of seasons mm. and the first day that the changing of season happens. So like the first day of spring, right. first day of summer, first day of autumn, first day of winter. Yeah. In the States, I don't know if this is just a Northern Hemisphere thing mm. or if it's in the States specifically, but those days happened on the 21st of their respective months. Right. Okay. So like the 21st of December. Is 21st. the first, yeah, is the okay. first day of winter Mm -hmm. i think the 21st of september is definitely the first day of autumn yeah okay and then the april i think 21st of april is the first day of spring i don't know minnesota's always really off it's always a joke because you it's like oh it's the first day of spring you're like and (laughs) it's all super cold yeah (laughs) okay um so i haven't done a great job of keeping track of that sure but that makes sense 21st of whenever right whatever month it's supposed to land in is the day that it's the first day Mm mm-hmm in Australia, the first day of whatever season you're changing yeah. it to happens on the first of the month. Sarah! Yeah! I knew it was different, but yes. I've never had that confirmed before because it has confused the ever-living daylights out of me. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes people will post, like, happy first day of summer, and I'm like, what in the world? Is it the first day of winter here then? And then, like, two weeks later, somebody here is saying, oh, happy first day of winter. What is happening yeah they're on different days australia has just decided the 21st is a confusing day to mm. start the month on or like to start a season on so they've said we're gonna start on the first which frankly makes a lot of sense yeah go for it live your life i know love to see it but i mean we have talked about how like the um like first nations people depending on where they are like have different seasons yeah so it is funny that like just all over the place there are different seasons <laughs> starting on different days yeah yeah and and yeah, we did talk about how it kind of, like, just picked up and plopped down. Like, yeah. Like, in Northern Hemisphere, it's kind of what it feels like. It just kind of yeah. picked up and plopped down, like, Northern Hemisphere seasons. seasons. Um, when it's clearly not yeah. um, the most appropriate um, for, like, the, the temperature and yeah all that. But, oh, that's so interesting. I know, and I am particularly excited because in three weeks, it will be the first day of spring and we'll be out of winter. Oh, honestly, <laughs> spring here is one of my very favorite seasons. Really? I was thinking about it on the way over. Mm. It's wildflower season. Yeah. It yeah. smells, it's already starting to smell so good outside. It is. It, yeah. You can smell the gum trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like in wintertime, you, at night, you can smell the gum trees so yeah. well. That's my favorite part of the winter. I do agree. Um, But... All the, oh, like the Geraldton waxes are starting to bloom. I know. Do you know how many people have brought me Geraldton waxes or like sent me pictures of them because I now have them tattooed oh, on my arm? <laughs> I love them so much. My, we ha- we bought one last year and it was growing just fine. And then I, I had the bright idea to move it a little bit and I did and then it died. So oh, no. we bought another one. <laughs> oh no. And it's kind of a purpley one this time. Oh, beautiful. It's, yeah. That's really pretty. Yeah. And the the tree on the walkway into our house mm-hmm. is, like, just about to burst with, like, last year it was these just beautiful yeah. white, white flowers. Oh, beautiful. so good. You did have to watch because a lot of bees, like, hung out around. Yeah, okay. So give, give nature its space. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I'm so excited. I love wildflower season. Oh, uh, me too. Oh. I also love it. I have quite a few weddings in, in that time, so I'm really excited. Beautiful. Yeah really excited oh my goodness but that's my culture quirk i love it and i'm excited for spring (laughs) (laughs) well this week we are talking about something a little bit different i guess Mm. um 
we talk a lot about cultural differences, um, obviously. Mm. We have a whole segment dedicated to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, cultural differences and how that kind of plays into both relationships and friendships and um, all of that good stuff. But there's a, obviously a lot of other differences to navigate um, in relationships. Yeah. And um, we're talking about some of those today. Yeah. So this week we are talking about conflict styles and love languages. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll kind of, we'll dive in a little bit with what these What they are. are. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all working off the same face <laughs> understanding of <laughs> what everything is. Um, so I'll kind of chat about conflict styles. Um, so conflict styles, and actually I kept seeing it not as, um, conflict style, but conflict management style. Management style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. Um, was, is how you manage conflict, how you approach conflict on two scales. So one being assertive to non-assertive. Yeah. And the other being uncooperative to cooperative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the five major styles of conflict are um, competing, which is assertive and uncooperative. <laughs> Uh, collaborating, which is um, assertive and cooperative. Yeah. There is avoiding, which is unassertive and uncooperative. Mm -hmm. And then accommodating, which is uh, unassertive and cooperative. Right. And then there's this middle one, which is compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Which smacked out right in the middle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like a, like these four quadrants of... Quadrants, that's a good word. Yeah, how, how people manage their, generally, how people manage sure. their, um, manage conflict. Yeah. So that's one half of what we're talking about today. Yeah, and the other half is, is love languages. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people, I feel like out of these two things, a lot of people recognize and know what love languages are and how they identify within yeah. those love languages. Um, but for those who don't know... Um, the five different identified love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. And um, you can receive those, but also you can give those, yeah. and they don't have to be the same. Yeah. So how you, like, I guess best feel loved. Yeah. And how you contend to show love to Show others. love to others, yeah. Mm-hmm. What fills your love cup? Love it. What love makes it. you feel most loved? Love it. It's so cute. Love it. <laughs> um, before we jump in, Hannah, have you, like, do you find that you are, like, when it comes to conflict specifically, mm-hmm. are you quite, like, are you okay with conflict? Like, it, as a whole? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I'm not seeking it out. Depends. It depends. On the mood, really. Yeah. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Jared might disagree, but um, no, I don't think, I think I'm okay with conflict. Um, okay. I think that there are areas of it that are a little bit more triggering for me. Sure, But sure. Um, as a whole, I don't, I am definitely not in the avoidant quadrant. Yeah, yeah, I'm not either. I don't mind conflict in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, you know, I think if it's done well and done in, like, a healthy way. Yeah. I think it's good yeah. and important because there's, I mean, conflict comes up naturally. It's just totally how you manage it. Yeah. Um, I was listening to this podcast one time, and they were talking about how um, they were they were talking about conflict. And this would have been actually like probably well over a year ago, but it's something that really stuck with me. Is they were talking about how 
Some people are more comfortable with getting into conflict with family members versus with friends and vice versa. Some people are, are quicker to not enter into conflict, but they're like, that's less uncomfortable for them to mm-hmm. enter into conflict with friends versus family. family. How do how do you think you identify? Oh, that is so interesting. I I think it depends on the level of relationship. So like sure, okay. maybe a really 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 good friend, but I I think part of it depends on how they feel about conflict. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so I have friends who are very conflict avoidant. Okay, yeah. And that's a really, and I know that, and I don't want to make them uncomfortable, Mm. but issues need to be dealt with. And so it's kind of like, okay, how do we make this the most respectful and most comfortable for everyone, even though just the nature of this happening at all is uncomfortable Mm. Yeah, for at least one side of it. And that, that leads to some discomfort on my end. Um, Yeah. How about you? I think that I am quicker or like more comfortable with voicing my opinion in conflict with family. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm not scared of losing my family, but I am really scared of losing friends. And that's like a fear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a fear that I have. So I'm like much quicker to just be like, okay, let's just dissolve it. Like mm. who who cares if I don't feel like I'm listened to or whatever. Like I would I I compromise. Yeah. I compromise on my own opinion in the case of friendships. It's kind of that accommodating yeah. quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. When Specifically with friends, because I am really scared of losing friends. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, not the best. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess it would come out in different ways. Yeah. But um, it, but again, like, I do think it depends on, like, the level of friendship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think as, especially over the last few years, I am, would say that I'm more comfortable voicing my opinion with certain friends. Yeah, because you know that those people aren't going to just be like, oh, she doesn't want what I want. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that makes total sense. Mm. Um, so, I guess, yeah, conflict styles definitely would change. Yeah. Conflict management style would change based on the relationship. Totally. Do you have one that you kind of feel like is your, like, what you would kind of generally fall into? Yeah, well, it, yeah, you're right, it does change. So when it comes to Jeremy and I's relationship, probably competing. Yeah. I am out to win, even if I honestly hear that to like a fault Mm. like even if I think that I'm wrong I will fight to the death I literally will play devil's advocate even if I (laughs) do not believe it because I'm like I need to win yeah I think that my kind of default status is also that Mm -hmm. but Jared's default status in the past has been avoidant Oh, yeah. Or accommodating. Oh, same with Jeremy. Totally. And I started to feel so bad. So this is something that came up really early on in our relationship. Okay. This came up a lot. Oh, so I was going to ask um, how this kind of played out when you were doing long distance. Yeah. So I actually, I I have blocked out a lot of our time. I like have tried <laughs> to like recall conversations that we had long, like while being mm. long distance. It's actually, like, really hard for me to even think about. Yeah. But I think I've genuinely... I think that we went not... I don't want to say... Like, I don't want to use the word trauma because I don't think that's correct. But I also think, like, there was so much happening during Mm. that time that I've completely just blocked it out from my memory. Yeah. So, I don't really remember us... It's been a long time. Yeah. It's also been... Yeah. Coming up on... It's been three years Mm. since we have been long distance. But I feel like we didn't fight until we saw each other. 
and then we would fight. So I felt very similar. Sometimes little things would come up. Sure. But I reckon that when little things... Oh, mm, I reckon instead of little things coming up and all kind of throughout, which is normal and natural. Totally. I think that when those little things came up, if they did, if they were voiced, mm. we were very avoidant. Okay. Or, or accommodated, both of us. Okay. Really tried to be like, you know what? It's hard enough being long distance. Let's yeah. like not add fuel to the stressful fire. I think what's something that was helpful for us, though, is that there were very clear breaks. And so we could both go apart and think about it mm. when we were long distance. So like if something did arise, we would then not talk for two days, you know, just text messages, but we wouldn't like sit down. And right. Have a deep conversation. Deep conversation it. for two days. So then it would be like, oh, we've thought about it. We can talk through it appropriately. Mm in a like healthy way rather yeah. than like trying to fight it out yeah i actually found that quite challenging oh really I did, okay yeah i kind of have this fear that in in conflict once you leave it is either not going to be addressed again mm. so you've left it and it's just gone mm-hmm. and then i'm kind of sitting with this feeling of discomfort sure or okay. that you're going and then then you just kind of stew yeah yeah so both of okay. those are stressful for me I but I find both of them are you know it's important to have that space and it's something that Jared's been very vocal about needing mm. and it's something that we've really like talked a lot about in mm-hmm. in our relationship mm-hmm. um, and when he was either kind of leaning into that avoidant or accommodating mm. he would leave and my concern was that he wouldn't not that he wouldn't come back at all but he wouldn't come back and want to keep yeah hashing it out in yeah. a respectful appropriate way but sure. like really actually continuing to like address the conflict and get to a resolution into that yeah. kind of compromising point where both of us are feeling okay. Yeah. Um, I would say that Jeremy is the same. Like I also have a fear that if he leaves, but again, with long distance, yeah. I think like I, it just, I think it's totally different than mm. it is when we're together all the time and like seeing each other all the yeah. time. So I think it's been actually harder to when we're together because we don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, there I isn't don't know. That- default space yeah yeah you're not walking away you just are continuing to exist in two different countries yeah yeah yeah. that's really interesting because i i have found so i think i would also fall into my default kind of being that competing competing i think that jared and i have really because it's quite different we're almost falling into like opposite quadrants yeah same um and i think that we have worked really hard in our relationship Mm -hmm. to move a little bit closer yeah yeah um in those quadrants and i think i've learned you know i've learned that he will come back and continue talking (laughs) and that's really important and good and um he's learned that like he can and should bring up issues and and push for what he wants and needs that i not only do i want him to do that but i expect him yeah to be kind of advocating for himself on behalf Mm. of himself Mm -hmm. and and I think that's helped us kind of get closer to that middle ground. But yeah. it's funny because during long distance, I was falling into almost an exact opposite quadrant. I think I was falling into the exact, yeah, the avoidant accommodating side of things. I have to sneeze, but it's not coming out. I see that. Keep going. Hmm. Yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah. I... Yeah, I just felt like, especially when we were long distance, it worked in our favor when we were long distance because we were, yeah, we just wouldn't have these like big blow up fights, which not that we have big blow up fights, but it wouldn't be like 
tension was not high for like 24 hours like it is when we're in person <laughs> right because you don't have to go about kind of the normal parts of your, your daily life like you can mm. be frustrated with each other and giving each other space but you still then have to share a bathroom <laughs> yes oh my gosh it's so annoying yeah it's it's really interesting how those kind of play into it but on kind of I guess it's not the opposite because conflict is a very normal and healthy part of any relationship oh yeah 100%. because and yeah I would be shocked and horrified if, if I heard about a relationship that never had any issues at all yeah, that, that would be, be concerning. I, yeah. Um, I was actually talking to somebody recently because I'm like, I was talking to um, one of my friends about like tiffs in mm. relationships. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think that we fight a lot. Like I would say that we fight in as much as any normal mm. couple does. I think that we have conflict in appropriate places. But I was saying to her, I was like, she has children. And I was like, it, do you, I guess mm. I view, I view parents being like, they are on the same page always. Like they oh. are always in perfect harmony. They know exactly how they're going to raise children. And that really freaks me out. Like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get to a point where we agree on every single aspect, especially <laughs> yeah. on raising a human, like yeah. raising a child. And she was very affirming in the sense that like, oh no, it's totally normal to have to take a step back and readjust and like talk through yeah. like topics it's just like yeah, it was it was a really interesting conversation that yeah. I took a lot of value from. That's because, fantastic. Because I was like, oh my gosh, because yeah, no, like conflict is so normal, mm. and it's such a big thing. It Raising is. a kid is yeah, such a big thing. Huge. It makes total sense though, I, and I think it's important because it's important to give off to the child that you're on the same page. Yeah. Um, on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, you you know that both parents. Or, you know, guardians or family, just family as a whole, mm. like, is approaching this similarly. Yeah, yeah. So they have kind of this consistency. Yeah. But it's got to be so much behind the scenes. I know, there has to be so much <laughs> happening back there. Yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. So I'm not, I'm kind of, and I, I hesitate to say flip side, because like we've established, conflict is super normal. And totally. Like, I think that we, we have ways that we just naturally, based on our personalities, fall into I know that when I was a kid competing yeah. was probably my go-to oh same and oh so, same yeah. <laughs> um, sorry mom and dad <laughs> but I think you know these these are kind of naturally ingrained in us in some level and then I think that there's like the nature versus nurture thing oh totally whatever, but um so I hesitate to say flip because yeah. conflict is okay conflict yeah. management is good it is um but love languages mm. is being kind of the other thing we're talking about today um, mm. do you, so we've talked about what those five are. Yeah. Do you have a love language or multiple love languages that you kind of identify with? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I identify most strongly with words of affirmation mm. and gift receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Which I always feel like really selfish. <laughs> I've always felt really yeah. selfish. Um, because it's like, I, I feel like those two I'm like, oh, it's because I need things. Like, I, like, very tan, like, tangible things. Like, I need people to tell me that they like me or yeah. that they notice something about me. And then with gifts, I, I do want to emphasize, I think I've talked about this on the podcast I think before. I've talked about this really briefly, but yeah. I think we have. Um, when we talked about long distance, because I was mm. like, I need gifts, but also it's not like I don't need like fancy, extravagant things. Yeah. I just, I just, like when you bring me marshmallows, I'm like, oh my gosh, Hannah loves me. Because <laughs> yeah, you see marshmallows. About- yeah, mm-hmm. you see marshmallows in the store and you've said, oh, 
oh, I know Sarah really loves marshmallows. Yeah. I'm going to get them for her. Mm-hmm. That made me feel very valued. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, that was the point, though. And I think that's part of it. You don't yeah. get gifts just to be like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting. And, and I, we talked about, I think my two, I think when we were doing long distance, I think the two that I felt the most strongly about yeah. was physical touch and words of affirmation. The physical touch one made me so nervous about doing long distance. Really? Yeah. Because okay. that is physically impossible. Right, right, right. To do yeah. when you are long distance. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw each other three times in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of hugs yeah. happening yeah. between those visits. And I was genuinely concerned that that would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Um, and and it obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um and you can get physical, you know, you can get that kind of love cup filled in different ways. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, getting hugs from your friends or, or you know. Yeah. All of that. But that definitely was a struggle for that year, even though it wasn't a deal breaker. It was still a challenge. Mm. But I think it kind of shifted mm-hmm. after that. I don't know that physical touch is as high anymore. This was yeah. about five years ago. Yeah. Six almost. I definitely think things like shift and change mm. and... Yeah, mold. I think Jeremy would probably say that his used to be physical touch. Yeah. And I think his now is um, acts of service. Mm. I think he feels most loved when, well, this is probably because I don't give it very often. (laughs) He's like, you don't do the dishes ever, so it really means a lot when you do the dishes. (laughs) That is so funny. Um, And I think he just, like, he notices more when when I do um, acts of service. So I think he's like, that really means a lot to me. Like this morning, yeah. we spent time cleaning the house together. And I think he, oh, yes. at the end, gave me a hug and was like, you helped. And that was really kind. Oh. Like, you did this and this. And I didn't even have to ask you. And I'm like, yeah. God, you're welcome. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> I think um, words of affirmation is still really high on my list. Really? Yeah. But I think that that was, at the beginning, quite low on Jared's list. Okay. So when we were doing long distance... That was something that we really had to learn, but but is one that almost naturally comes out a little bit more because it's mm-hmm. one of them, you know, the receiving gifts um, and quality time, I guess, and then words of affirmation are kind of the three that are pretty mm. easy to do long distance. But gifts, you kind of have to be a little bit more creative about it. Like, you actually go and mail something to someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and that could be a postcard. Mm. Um, so I think... Yeah, really, the easiest two probably are quality time because you're just, you know, on a video call mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. So I think that that kind of shifted his ability or, like, his kind of go-to yeah. doing that a little bit more, um, which was really interesting, because which helped me a lot because um, that was so important to me. And I think that it, it kind of um, offset the fact that I couldn't have the physical touch aspect. Yeah. That the words of affirmation was so given. Yeah. Um, which was really nice. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, I'm trying to think if mine have shifted or changed. I think my conflict styles have yeah. as I've gotten older. I think, like, I've learned to be a little less abrasive. Mm. So, yeah, a little less of that competing style. And yeah. I have tried to work on my my compromising yeah. style. But with love languages, I think they've, like, actually stayed quite consistent mm. and physical touch has never been one that I yeah I'm not I don't often I don't I just don't think to hug people like I don't yeah. think to touch people I don't think to and that goes with like both 
friends and Jeremy really. Like yeah. I just don't I don't think to do it. Um, my my family is very phys- physically affectionate. Yeah, interesting. Um, and we give hugs willy nilly. Like we <laughs> just are like yeah. We I the amount of Christmases that we had where we would like all be on my parents' bed and just like yeah. all snuggling ten of us just packed onto my parents' bed. You know, like yeah. we are very quick to show physical affection. Yeah. In my family, but I am just, I, me personally, I'm not. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes with, like, being comforted as well. Like, I don't like to be touched when I'm being comforted. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, what I, I actually, although physical touch is, is lower now, it's still something that I think I find to be a love language that I resonate with. Mm. Um, but I really hate it in conflict situations. Yeah. So, I do not like to fix, not fix conflict, even if we've, we've come to the compromise, we've both, you know, I think I still need time. And I think it's from this kind of, my, my kind of basest feeling is going towards that competing. So even when I've worked really hard and we've reached a compromise and, you know, all good. Yeah. Right. I still need time to kind of lick my wounds a little bit. Yeah, okay. And to just be like, oh, it's a okay. pride thing. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but, and I know that, and it's me. I know yeah. that it's like, it's not Jared's fault. Yeah. It's not, you know, nobody's played dirty. We're all like very respectful and kind about it, but I still need time to just like get over the conflict. And okay. that is not a time when I like to feel any kind of physical affection. Yeah, right. I don't like to hear words of affirmation. I literally just need time by myself to just like, process the conflict yeah. and then yeah. we can move on but jared needs a little bit of that physical touch that's okay. when he kind of tends to go towards physical touch okay as, as a love language i think is after a conflict okay so we've compromised we hold hands sweet <laughs> i don't want to hug sweet um so we have we've hit that as our our love language conflict style compromise okay now that you mention it i'm trying to think how i like to feel post conflict because mm-hmm. during conflict i'm like do not touch me yeah do not, frankly do not look at me like yeah. no, <laughs> not really but but specifically after now that i'm actively thinking about it maybe i do like to be like touched mm-hmm. or like um I'm tr- most of our conflict i'm not gonna lie happens at night yeah which is not the best but it's the only time that we can hash it out <laughs> It's not happening during work hours. Um, <laughs> Probably healthy. <laughs> for, you know, for keeping your jobs. For keeping our jobs, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, if he does not, like, snuggle me at night, I'm like, oh, no, I've hit too much of a chord. You know yeah. what I mean? I've Interesting. I've, so now I'm thinking maybe I do like physical touch post-argument, but maybe that's because that's how Jeremy shows love is through yeah. physical affection. So then I'm like, oh, if he's not even worth, like, if he's not getting a give it then yeah. I'm like oh no like he's he's upset enough to want yes. me that space yeah yeah well so what's funny is I think after conflict my go-to would probably be quality time okay so yeah. not necessarily like talking for like watching a movie or watching something. a movie or going for a walk yeah where we're really just focusing on each other yeah and it's not yeah. like both watching a movie and being on our phones yeah or or even if we were reading together yeah. different books, but, like, doing the same thing, making it... Which is so funny, because I think quality time is actually pretty low for me. Yeah, that's so interesting, Hannah. Interesting. Huh. I but also... it's very important for Jarrett. Yeah. Quality time is one of his top ones. Mm. Same with Jeremy. And that is so interesting. Jeremy gets really upset when we watch a movie and I'm on Jared my phone. too, yeah. 
I'm. They can watch a movie together. We can watch a movie together. We can be on our phones and they can be. Isn't it really bad? Quality timing to each other. I know that's really bad that I do that, that I literally am watching TV and I'm on my phone. It depends on the movie or the show. Sure. I think when. There's some shows that just don't need your full attention. No. Or like shows I've rewatched before. I'm like, I can do multiple things Mm -hmm. at one time. But yeah, he does not like it. He's like, I'll be, because in my head, I'm like, we just spent so much time together. And he's like, we didn't spend any time together. Yeah. You were on your phone. That's so interesting. So I guess that's one thing with, with um, love languages that we haven't really touched on is it it's like, it is this filling your cup thing. Yeah. And so yeah. It really, like, if your thing, I mean, it isn't, but if your thing was physical touch and his was quality time and you were watching TV together and you were on your phone, but you were like, cuddling while doing it you yeah. would feel like this is great i've yes. gotten my love language yes i've gotten my love cup filled yeah and jeremy's like this is ridiculous yes. i just wanted to spend time together and so yeah. it was on her phone that's and it's it's such an interesting thing that you almost have to look at mm. like the same activity can bring such different things yes to be honest g- gifts i mean i think we kind of generally get all of these sometimes i think people get really caught up in like acts of service is my love language yeah and that's it yeah but love languages we all these are different ways that people express and receive yeah love. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think they're you get them at all at some level totally just no. the ones that kind of resonate most with you yeah right so i think that it's kind of like how do you recognize what's going to be the most effective way if you really want to make sure that that other person's love cup is filled and cared for mm. it's almost like not just do you have to look at how you generally show and receive love mm. but also how that person receives love you yeah. almost have to tailor it a little bit oh totally um and maybe that's why it feels so much extra special when you are doing acts of service because jeremy knows yeah oh, this isn't just like you know it's nice when she does it normally, but she's like really going out of her way yeah, to make sure that this need of mine is met. Yeah, totally. I was watching TikTok a few weeks ago and um, there was this girl that was like, I think there might be a sixth love language. And she was talking about how her partner just really wants to be known that like that's their thing and so wow. so she like will go out of her way to be like I noticed this about you and I want you to know that I've noticed and it was like really interesting and I was like oh I don't know if that is like words of affirmation or if it is like this whole yeah. another level because I think at the at the root of it everyone wants to be known mm. and wants to be known and, and understood loved and yeah. understood um but isn't that interesting that like there probably are Oh, more love language. Like, I'm sure there are heaps more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But these are, like, the most identified as, like, the basic love right. language. Right. And this was, this was, like, a book that somebody wrote. This, yeah. you know, is all based on this kind of one theory of, sure. of love. I actually, when looking up some of the, some information about love languages, I saw one that was saying um, that financial, that's a, there's oh. a one of financial, which I kind of felt like fell into gifts. Yeah, interesting. But, yeah. I think, you know, this cannot, you can't have a comprehensive list of five, five ways yeah. that people show and receive love but mm. um it is a really interesting way to to kind of look at it mm. and figure out how i think if i were to look at this both of them mm. i guess if i were to look at love languages and say mm-hmm. how do we use this information mm. i think it's the most interesting to both do self-reflection and mm. say what what do i really resonate with mm-hmm and that is there are there things that people are doing for me mm. that 
I am not resonating with it, but is somebody showing love? Yeah, yep, yep. And how do I recognize that? Maybe not as just kind of this knee-jerk reaction, but saying like, because for me, gifts, not a huge Mm -hmm. resonating thing for me. Mm. But, I mean, they still make me feel cared for and loved. Sure. But, you know, it's nice when Jared picks something up and brings it home for me. That's nice, but Mm. it's not like... If he had written like a love letter, yeah, it would it would hit he would hit different. Sure. Um, but how do you really recognize that there's like effort and thought and love behind that, and that can almost fill that cup mm. just as much. Yeah, you just have to put a little bit more thought into it. Sure. And then when giving that love, being able to really tailor it mm. to that person, and not just say this is how I give love. Yeah, yeah. But that's so special and important, and saying oh. I know that Sarah really resonates with words of affirmation. I'm going to go out of my way to tell her how much I appreciated all of these different things. And yeah. to like, you know, because I want you to feel loved. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we do that both for ourselves and for other people? Mm. It's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think something that Jeremy and I did when we were long distance that we've carried into marriage, which I think has been really, really, really helpful, um, is we are constantly asking each other how we can love each other more and yeah. how we can love each other better. Like, we especially did this during long distance, Mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that those cups were being filled in ways that we could. Obviously, like, you know, physical touch, we couldn't fill that. But, you know, we were constantly saying, oh, is there anything that I can do that will make you feel more loved, make you feel more Mm -hmm. valued, you know? And we're constantly doing that now. That's so important. Like, I I think there's this idea that love kind of flows naturally and comes out and you feel love and you're, you're giving love just you know, without any effort at all mm. in a relationship. Totally. And I don't know that that's the healthiest approach to it. And I don't, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's correct either. No, you know it's I mean? reasonable. I don't think no. it's a reasonable expectation to think that your partner is going to know. No. Yeah. It's not an attainable or sustainable way mm-hmm. to run your relationship in yeah. my personal experience. Yeah. And yeah. there's, I mean, the love and care going into asking and wanting to fill those cups is huge. Mm. That even just yeah. being asked. Even being asked feels so good, yeah. you know. Because this yeah. person cares enough to know that you probably know yourself best. Yeah. And they want to make sure that you're as loved and cared for as possible. So yeah. let's like work together to make this happen. Yeah. And then I guess from a conflict style perspective, conflict management style. Yeah. Um, I think using these, like these quadrants are so interesting to look at yeah. and to think about how it would be, it conflict can be really hard if you're falling into these opposite mm. quadrants. If you're one person's really high avoidant yeah or really assertive and the other person's really unassertive yeah um or if you're really cooperative versus really uncooperative that is a tough mix yeah yeah and what almost helps to identify it to be able totally to, like, work both of you working towards that middle ground yeah understanding that like what might be driving that person avoiding it mm. mm-hmm. or like why they won't talk to you about it it's not oh they don't care to do it it's yeah they're falling into this kind of other aspect of yeah conflict management totally and I think yeah you're so right like recognizing it helps work through it as Mm. well yeah which is a hard thing to do sometimes when conflict comes up so probably a good thing to do before yeah (laughs) not mid "Mm, it seems I'm sending some I'm sending some avoidance actually (laughs) yeah Mm, I'm sending a little bit of a competing here (laughs) at me (laughs) but yeah, yeah both for yourself to be like, okay, I can feel myself starting to yeah. to work into this. I think that Jared's gotten more assertive. Okay. But maybe a little bit less 
cooperative. Well, he'll get sometimes quite oh, defensive. Okay. And to be honest, so maybe we're both sometimes falling into that competing thing, which yeah, I think it's good that he feels comfortable really pushing on his behalf. Yeah. Um, but two people in the competing standpoint, oh, that can get tough. A little dicey. <laughs> but I think that we've done a good job of recognizing when that's happening and just being mm. like, looks like we need to take a five minute time out and come back when we don't feel like we need to argue our point so much mm. and feel like we can maybe collaborate a little bit more. Mm. And I feel like Jeremy definitely falls into the, like the accommodating. I think especially when I am so intensely competing, mm. I think he would, he is just like, well, she can win this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, well, I'm done. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think you're so right. I think working towards like, ex- like, you know, recognizing that, Especially in yourself. Like, obviously, mm. like, I don't want to just walk up to somebody and be like, this is what you're doing. And um, actually, this looks a little bit, like, accommodating. So. Yeah. So you, ne- you need to change. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it is, like, a lot of self-reflection and being self-aware and mm. working towards something that is more more healthy yeah. for, for both parties. Right. I think what's, what's cool about doing that in, like, a strong, healthy relationship is that there's space to... Because it's vulnerable. Totally. Especially in a conflict. It's really vulnerable to change that. Mm. And to say, I think I might not be doing this right. Or like, maybe this isn't the most healthy way to approach this. Mm. And especially when you... And I say you, I mean me as well. <laughs> all into this competing side of things. Like, it's really yeah. vulnerable to, to not be like, no, 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 this is right. Yeah. <laughs> this is right. Yeah. And like, I feel safe that Jared is not going to throw it back in my face. Mm. Or that he's not going to, um, like, mock me for it afterwards. That we're mm. going to be able to hit it in a, a healthy way. Mm. Um, that that I feel safe to back down a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really, I mean, it's it's wonderful and it's incredible that we've been able to build that safe space around mm. it. Because Love conflict that. is is tough and normal, but yeah. um, probably an important thing to do. And something that probably came from just a lot of conflict. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, And like I said earlier, I think like my tip in in moving forward and either loving people or loving your partner, specifically, you know, I'm talking about loving your partner Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, getting to that compromising space is just asking, you know, how can we work through this more? How can I love you more? Or, um, yeah, how can I shift so that I... And, and helping you yeah. get through this. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of looking, you mentioned that looking internally. It's a lot yeah. of just, not just recognizing it in your partner, which is so important, but also recognize it in yourself. Like, yeah, okay, totally. maybe I am <laughs> kind of leaning towards this. Or maybe, you know, maybe that's okay sometimes and I just need to like be conscious, like be aware of it and yeah. figure out how to do it in a more, in a, in a healthier way or in a yeah. way that's kind of shifting more towards that, yeah. that middle ground. But um, lots of interesting stuff here. Um, mm. It'll be really interesting to hear if you guys want to have anything to say about um, conflict styles or love languages. Yeah. We would love to hear them. Yeah. Slide into our DMs over on Instagram and on TikTok at right underscore podcast. Um, also, while you guys are here, we would love a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this. If you've got two minutes, just if you could... Um, write a rating and review. That would be great. It is yeah. very helpful. Fill that words of affirmation love cup. Yeah. <laughs> tell us how great we are. <laughs> well, I think this week, Sarah, whether you are finding a healthy compromise with your partner 
or you are, um, you know, helping them clean the house as uh, acts of service. Yeah. I think either way this week. I think we'll be right. I think we'll be right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.